Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Episode 31, and uh, we've got the boys, old guys, how, how should we describe them? Some, in some states, they call them some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they're the Halley boys. Yeah. <clears throat> he's, just a, it's just a half of them, though. Mm-hmm, that's true. We, yeah. got, we got Uncle Mark over here. Yep. Hi. And uh, we call him Grandpa T at home, <laughs> but uh, my dad, Terry. Yes. Hello. Hey, yeah. so uh, we're back again for a, a sort of a part two of this uh, two-part episode. And uh, first episode, you guys should go check it out. It, we talked about the annual Brothers Campout and, you know, some stories and, and stuff that go along with that. So uh, definitely go back and, and watch uh, last week's episode and catch that. Uh, for this episode, I kind of want to talk a little bit about life being what it is today compared to what it was when you guys were growing up. Because you guys are... Well, the generation before us. Yeah. And I mean, like, when when there was no cars. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to walk out, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, back when we were kids, uh, the horse and the buckboard were the way to travel, <laughs> according to Dave. <laughs> See, for those of you who don't know what a buckboard is... <laughs> Well, I don't know what it is either, so you're going to have to Google it. <laughs> no, no. when we were growing up, we didn't have seatbelts in cars. So if we hit something, we were all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I was on the floorboard a few times. My, yeah. dad, my dad did uh, hit the brakes, and yeah. sometimes he caught my sister and I, and sometimes we had to turn around and climb back up on yeah. the seat. Yeah. Reach over so that you don't yep. fall. I think Mark went over to his front seat one time, and... That explains a few things. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, most of us survived, though. <laughs> right, right. That's true. One thing I would say about, uh, oh, for example, the 60s and 70s, um, cars were so much simpler then. I just took a ride in a Tesla today, and it's like uh, light years advanced <laughs> from what we had in the 60s and 70s. But... Back in the 60s, you know, I'm mechanically inclined, so it came naturally to me to uh, grow up working on cars. It was just something I enjoyed a lot. And you could open that hood, and there was all kinds of space in there, and there, there was that beautiful, simple engine in there. You could change the spark plugs. You could change the radiator and, and everything in an hour, uh, where now you can't even see that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. in the newer cars so cars were simpler and i think it was a a simpler time in our lives too where there was a lot of basic values and a lot of uh just family simple basic things that we did we didn't have uh the technologies that we have now i mean scott was just talking about google it well there was no google then <laughs> there was no cell phones then um, you have to hit the road and go to the library and go look up yeah. some stuff. The Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, but it's like um, things are advancing exponentially now. Uh, my granddaughter, uh, one of my granddaughters, uh, about a year ago or so, she said I was trying to have a conversation with her, an intelligent conversation about DVDs and CDs, and she goes... <laughs> Grandpa, nobody listens to CDs anymore. Nobody uses DVDs. I said, what do they use? Well, uh, they use their cell phone. 
I go, well, I don't know how to do that shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I learned, I did learn, but it was such a simpler time when we were growing up. You, you didn't, you know, you just didn't think about those kind of advancements. Uh, it was just basic stuff that your parents taught you and you hung out a lot with your parents. <laughs> well, what, what was like high tech when you were a kid? Uh, VCR. VCR. Okay. Eight uh, track. Eight track. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That didn't last yeah. very long. Eight track. No. Really? Well, because it was a short. dumb idea. Eight track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eight track cassette, and then onward. There was. I, there I remember was. the eight track too, mm-hmm. but I, I don't. You know, I was I was a little kid. My dad had him in a couple of his trucks, and mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't know. I didn't know how long they really lasted. I thought it was in my head. I thought it was like a. Well, there's eight tracks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. There was also a thing for a little while, a video thing called Betamax, mm-hmm. which was actually Master? Uh, <laughs> a little bit of an interesting story. Betamax was actually a lot better quality than VHS at that time. But VHS became wildly popular and it became the standard of the day. And Betamax went by the wayside. Yeah. And it's interesting how even nowadays things will dominate an industry and other things will just go by the wayside. Well, yeah. well it's really interesting though, but when we grew up in the, through the sixties from 60 onward, uh, things started happening. FM radio came into vogue, mm, yeah. you know, up till then it was just AM radio. Right. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't have iHeart radio or anything like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no computers, right. no cell phones. What do you want to do now if your cell phone's missing? Oh no, Terry! <laughs> I remember. I got to tell you, you were the you were one of the first coolest that I knew because you know why? Why is that? Terry had a pager. <laughs> I oh yeah, you had a job that they'd. <clears throat> Tony and I. I remember Tony had to borrow it one time because it was so. I'm not trying to be weird, but it sounds weird. But it was so rare that people didn't have them back then. That Tony would have one, and. Um, and we would like pretend like we're extra special because we well we're yeah well we got a pager so we're, we're legit. <laughs> I I remember the big old brick phone that Uncle Mark had. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh do you? Yeah. Well, you had it wasn't a, a Firebird. It was a Camaro. Uh, Camaro. Camaro. That's what it was. Classic Camaro. Yeah, yeah, and I I remember you being like the cool uncle because you drew drove a really <laughs> cool car and you had this massive cell phone. I mean, massive. I mean, it's like putting a toaster you, up yeah, next you to your head. You defend yourself with it. <laughs> yeah. Beat somebody down with it if you had to. Yeah. Well, the very earliest cell phones were big, huge bricks that weighed, I don't know, maybe three pounds. I think you're right. Very heavy. <laughs> I think it were. But you could hold this phone up to your ear without a cord, and you were in your car talking to someone. Well, then I spent my whole entire vacation check one year uh, to buy a cellular phone installed in my car. Spent my entire vacation check on this phone, got it installed in my car. And that's, boy, that's when I felt like I was jacked up on a pedestal, man. I was Mr. Cool. And I'm driving through Portland, and... I thought, I'm going to call Faye. And so I called Faye, and I'm talking to Faye on the phone. She's all impressed with my phone. I ran a red light. <laughs> oh. I mean, I would have been dead right then if there had been anybody coming through that intersection. Mm-hmm. And I thought, 
oh my god i just did that this is really unsafe (laughs) (laughs) and i lived through it but boy it it made me stop and think right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well yeah yeah, definitely technology has definitely changed yeah i think you know i think about like the you know my kid he's got two jobs now and the the type of of work that that folks do these days is a little bit different than even when i was growing up i mean i was like picking berries and stuff but you know, I remember stories of, of you guys out in Central uh, Oregon, <laughs> Culver, <laughs> doing like mint stuff. What, yeah. <laughs> what, what was the? I, was it sprinkler systems? I don't. Know, what, yeah. what was it that you were? It was irrigation yeah. systems. There were roll lines, um, pipe mounted in the center of wheels, and with a motor in the middle, like uh, you'd have on a. Uh, uh, Brig Stratton engine, sure. And you pull a rope, and you start the engine, and and would move the whole line up right. to the next up to the next header, where you could hook on and have the water run down through the line. And we did this on eight hour shifts, and we'd uh, irrigate peppermint mostly, sometimes potatoes, sometimes wheat. Well, <laughs> I remember one time uh, Mike and I had gone out to repair this repair this uh, line because what had happened the wheels are. Uh, this line go through it has a wheel in the middle and then it has a part that hooks on to the other line and it hooks on like this and you put a wire bale over it and when the water hits the end of the line it tightens it and all the sprinklers come up to full pressure it's not like a sprocket or like a like yeah it's just like this and they tighten and that wire thing would keep it i'm not sure how to describe that in audio form (laughs) well anyway anyway so one time i was sitting there and i told mike to go up and turn the water on and hold the thing i sat on the pipe and hold the thing i thought if i just hold it just tight enough well it will come to pressure and everything i'm fine but when the water hit the pipe at the end everything came up to pressure and it popped that thing right off and i got a whole soaking bath is that right? mike must have had a great time laughing about yeah. that one <laughs> i'm sure he did <laughs> but that's what we did we moved uh, wheel lines and we also uh, carry lines uh irrigation mm-hmm. and uh the part of where we were irrigating uh we didn't have the big wheel turn lines like they do nowadays in the big wind, wind fields and big wheat fields looks like radar when you're flying over the top yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah we just had lines that moved from one spigot to the next and we hooked them up and mm-hmm. ran them well, i think uh my least favorite job on the farm it was it was a mint farm that we worked for uh under our grandfather he he worked for the farmer that owned all the land and did all the processing of the peppermint and stuff uh which you know uh they take the peppermint and uh, chop it up and put it in these big trucks, these big hoppers in a big truck, and haul it off to what they call a peppermint still. And they boil it down mm-hmm. to make the very, very strong, rich peppermint oil. And they actually put it in big barrels and sell it to the market. But that distilled peppermint is amazingly strong. Mm-hmm. Wow. But what I was going to say about uh, the... the uh, Least favorite part of the job, I think, out there on the farm was in Central Oregon. There's, uh, you swear the rocks just grow out of the ground. There's millions of rocks, and when they would uh, develop a new field area for uh, working uh, crops, they would go in and do rock picking mm-hmm. and throw the rocks on the back of a flatbed truck, 
haul them off to wherever they haul them off to. And you swear those gro- rocks would grow up through the ground overnight because yeah. you come out there in the hot sun and picking those rocks the next day and you go, I can't handle this. <laughs> it's true. It's true. In my, even in my little field lawn, you know, I try to keep it up. This year has been a little bit different, but, but especially because the last owners used to dump garbage in, a, in their oh, really? field. So we've have been digging up trash our whole existence here. Wow. So we're literally, it's all, there's nothing there. And then literally next thing you know, we see this thing sticking up. Next thing we pull out and this is a whole bike sprocket or something. <laughs> or like that wasn't there, you know, ever. You know, I really feel that, that the earth literally is... It slowly pushes up and you know kind yeah. of pops yeah. it up like a pimple, but it's nonstop. <laughs> I, I believe it that the next day that there's gonna you're gonna see something. Yeah. Oh. That's Remember, where, that's where I learned to like throw when I was a kid, going living, not living, but like visiting my grandparents out at the old woodlot, and they, um, my grandpa would would till up the field and he'd say okay go go throw the rocks off the field mm. and so i'd spend hours out there and i'd throw those rocks and i just try and hit up you know as many trees off you know off the uh the, the area there as i could and i'd spend hours just hucking okay. rocks <laughs> and wow. I, think, I think that contributed to what i do today probably prepared you probably. for javelin yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. and your late nights but yeah. uh, <laughs> 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 Yeah. Well, so Mark, you had a you had an interesting job when you were in your younger years. Um, the uh, oh, the lumber <laughs> the lumber the lumber yard. Oh, Estacada yeah. area. Yeah, I worked for the sawmill in Estacada for several years. Um, worked in the lumber industry for quite some time. Uh, yeah, the lumber industry eventually pretty much died out. It used to be the number one industry in Oregon. Um, anyway, I had, uh, a kind of an interesting job for a while that, uh, <clears throat> I became the, uh, mill pond guy oh, and yeah. I, I worked at night and back in the day they had these big, huge mill ponds, which were, was a man-made pond. And it was an easy way for them to shuttle the logs from one storage area up to the sawmill oh. and take them up a slip and debark them, run them through the saws. So it was a whole process, but it was just an easy way to process the logs. And uh, so I was the mill pond guy on the night shift, and uh, many, many nights I spent out. I swear, in Oregon, it rains all night long, and then it sunshines most of the day. (laughs) And every night, it would rain at my job mm-hmm. and I was pouring down rain out there and I'd get up the next day and it's sunny out. <laughs> so anyway, um, I had a lot of different various girlfriends during that time period and we would have a long lunch period. And one night I was told my, by my girlfriend that she wanted to break up with me and I was devastated. And so at nine o'clock I went home for my lunch and I drank my lunch Oh, no. And I came back to work drunk oh, as a no. skunk. Mm-hmm. I lived oh. I lived well, five minutes away from work. Drink, came back to work drunk as a skunk. And uh, I'm out there trying to screw with those logs, you know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing, right? <laughs> finally, uh, I managed to get the logs up to the mill. And then I'm going, 
uh, I'm too drunk. I can't deal with this anymore. I got to turn myself in. So I got on the intercom, which goes throughout the whole sawmill. <laughs> oh, no. And I said, I, you were, you I were drunk. lost the pond boat and I can't find them logs either. <laughs> 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 and they're going, what? what's wrong with you, Mark? <laughs> I said, I don't know. I think I'm effed up here. <laughs> so the boss comes out and he goes, what, what's going on with you? And I said, Oh, my girlfriend broke up with me and I start crying and shit. <laughs> oh my God. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> but he sent me home and they kept a, a note in my file for a while. So, <laughs> you know, Mark got shit faced on the job. <laughs> Next time he has a girlfriend and you got to yeah. pay attention to uh, how yeah. they're doing. <laughs> well, you know, being 20 something and impressionable, you know, I was just trashed. I was broken hearted. Oh, <laughs> 10 years man. later, who gives a rat's ass? Right. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Anyway, uh, short story. That's a good one, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I find it interesting that the type of work that you guys did growing up because it's you know it's different than the the generations now i mean yeah i don't know of any i don't know of any kid in the last many many years that have like done those type of you know manual labor jobs right, right. i think the only ones that i can think of are like those those kids that you know the maybe later teens into their 20s where they're doing like the wild and fire fighting stuff i think that's probably yeah. the hardest thing that i i hear them do otherwise they're out you know flipping burgers or oh yeah you know yeah. Doing doing some you know Uber delivery right I mean it's <laughs> right. not it's not hard or work daddy like yeah. tree yeah there mm-hmm. is another position at the sawmill when they had sawmills they used to have sawmills all around the state um, there's another position called green chain and hmm. uh, very extremely hard labor you would stack the raw cut lumber into piles and you'd build a pile and then they'd come with a machine and carry it off. And it was hard-ass production, and you're busting your butt, I mean, eight, nine hours a day. No, no, uh, nobody giving you relief or anything. You know, you were just doing it or you were dying. Yeah, <laughs> wow. And uh, did that for a little while. Uh, and then I decided, I got to find something a little better here <laughs> at this place. This, this is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a lot of hard labor. And they paid guys... Um, uh, a decent man's wages, you know, a respectable wage. You could afford to buy things for your family. You could take care of your family working at the sawmill. And you didn't have to have a good education. Mm-hmm. I knew guys that worked there that could barely read and write. And so those guys were still able to support their family, take care of them, even though they were very limited in their abilities in life. And so in that time, you know, it was a good thing for some people that didn't have any other avenue to go right. with, you know. Mm-hmm. Things are so technologically advanced now that a person really needs a good education to get anywhere right. in life. Well, that's good for me mm-hmm. to know because if something fails, I'll know where to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like it'd be right down my alley. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you guys hire people like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one, one of the, the my favorite childhood memories is uh, is calling in, not calling in, but basically playing hooky, you know, sick from school and going to work with my dad here. And, <laughs> and he, at the time he worked for uh, Tab, 
Was tab products. Tab products. Yes. And uh, it was kind of like a warehouse job. And I remember us grabbing those boxes of, uh, of rubber bands. <laughs> and having rubber band fights through, you know, the warehouse, through all these like shelves and shelves of, uh, you know, office materials mm-hmm. and stuff. They didn't care if you took your kid with, with, with well, it? Well, sure, I'm under the radar. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I say know. they didn't care. Uh, <laughs> I kind of stuff him in the corner there. But you yeah. did? Oh, man, that'd be cool. Uh, I that didn't way. do that a whole lot. Uh, probably because he was bored of missing school, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember rubber band fights, yeah. When the boss was away, we, we'd get the office staff involved, and that was fun, too. <laughs> one time, I, the, one of the guys that used to work with me, he he'd smoke, and back then he could smoke, you know, most anywhere. And he had a cigarette in his mouth, and he's peeking around the corner, and I got the, the, the tip of the cigarette right out of his mouth. <laughs> Uh, that was a fun time. Yeah, I'm sure. That's <laughs> where <laughs> so you practice all your man mm-hmm. shooting skills. Yeah. It, it smokes out of people's mouths. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember they had the old uh, Coke machine there. Yeah. The old bottles of, of Coke. Not like the old, you know, like the modern plastic yep. containers, but the I, old bottles. I, I was even around for them. I remember, I believe, the, I remember, I don't know if they were the right ones, if I want to say it right. I think they came in an eight pack. They were like sixteen ounce bottles, yeah. the big ones of soda. Mm-hmm. Man, when I got one of those, I felt like a big kid. Yeah. Man, <laughs> well, well, love those. The back, mean, yeah. Because back when we were growing up, we made our own root beer. Yeah, yeah. I loved Seven Up bottles mm-hmm. that were uh, somewhere twenty four ounce or whatever. But we we make our own root beer. We put a root beer in the bottle. We cap it. And then we'd stick it under the bed for two weeks. It's kind of like you were when making I was making beer. beer. <laughs> you are making liquor. Just like, two weeks. Hey, guys, I don't drink. Uh, you never drink. He's like, oh, I see how you got through. Yep. <laughs> two weeks, man. Old school root beer. Yeah. yeah. It that. was really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, the, to carbonate that, they'd have to let the yeast create the That's carbon right. dioxide in a sealed container. So yep. you were... In a sense, making beer. We, we just didn't leave it long enough to be beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fruit, <laughs> beer, root beer, whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was just going to say um, one thing. Uh, my parents, you know, they were attempting to uh, kind of have a farm. You know, we, we had a garden, and some basic things, a few cattle and things like that. Well, way back then in the 60s, I was just a little kid, but um, it was considered normal to butcher animals uh, such as chickens uh, to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't think of that as being cruel or unnatural or anything. They just, I guess, basically felt it was survival. And so my father would kill the chicken, my grandma would pluck it. My mother would cook it. Uh, and to this day, I still like chicken, you know. But uh, we grew up on things like chicken and potatoes, you know. Yeah. My mother would glean potatoes from the fields. Now, yes, we were kind of poor at times, but it was necessary. And we still felt blessed. We still felt like life was yeah. good yeah. because it was simple. It was basic, you know. Mm-hmm. We didn't really feel like we were missing out on anything mm-hmm. we had we had a 20 acres a big barn we had uh, outbuildings and uh, we had a lot of land to roam around and yeah. do stuff and that was that was cool one time that was fun i had a friend named gerald 
and uh, we <laughs> he'd come over and we'd get into mischief. And we took Mark one time. We tied him to a tree out in the field and left him. <laughs> <laughs> You remember this, Mark? Yeah, I do. I, I let him do it. Was that submissive or what? Uh, it's probably contributed to your later he's, escapades. He's, he's going to let you walk first through there, just so you know. Well, yeah, go ahead, buddy. Go first. No, I let them do it, but they did come back and untie me. Oh, mom, mom insisted we untie him. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, Terry was a big baseball fan. He, my dad could relate to Terry about baseball. Uh, Mike, well, he liked to eat. <laughs> <I know that. laughs> uh, Tom, he early on he got into kind of mystical religions and other walks in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, I was always fixated on girls mm-hmm. growing up, and I, I liked <laughs> working on cars you know, too. You had a knack for uh, mechanical. You, you, uh, I yes. remember one time we took the old. Uh, Real the real tape machine, <laughs> and you hooked it up to some uh, type of thing, and you put it under a mat by the door of your bedroom, and someone walked in and stepped on the mat, the thing would turn on and record voices. Uh. Yeah. It was uh, experimental for the day. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I, I did something that I was I thought was at the time. I was a teenager, so my we had a little... Um, a uh, little Gittle blaster, well, a little radio that had the, the dual tape deck on it. But you could also record on it. So I spent a good time. I mean, oh, gosh. But quite a while, I had to... Anyways, I would burp, and I'd record it. <laughs> then I'd rewind it, and then burp again, record it. So I did it like it was a good 30 seconds long. So I spent some time on getting it right. <laughs> And then, so because in the bathroom there's a little switch that operates, you know, there's an outlet that operates by the uh-huh. light. Mm-hmm. So, so I plugged it into that. So when my sister would walk in, she turned around, that was that was my my abilities for technology <laughs> and to have fun with it. That's funny. I did it all by myself too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, Come so uh, cool, cool. shifting shifting gears a little bit. So I, I've been watching a little bit of Netflix streaming, you know, video lately, and um, and I I ran across a night. I want to say it was early '90s, maybe it was in the '80s. It was where uh, the bionic, bionic man and woman, right? <laughs> yeah. um, what's it, Lee Majors and oh, I can't remember the Lindsay actress. Lindsay Wagner. Yeah, Lindsay yes. Wagner. Yeah, yeah. And so I watched this movie, and it was not a good movie. I mean, it was really not a good movie, but I watched the whole thing last night. (laughs) (laughs) And I started thinking about the podcast today and how how movies and TV has changed so much since you guys, you know, when you guys were super young, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was black and white, right? Centuries ago. Centuries (laughs) (laughs) ago. I mean, what what has changed for you guys in this environment of watching stuff on TV? Well, it would go off every night. We only had four stations. Yep. And... uh, <laughs> it would, you have this screen thing come on, and then they'd have the national anthem or something play, and then they'd go off the air every night. Every night, all the stations. Oh, and just four but, stations. Nothing but get. snow. Uh, yeah. Well, it started uh, out black as and white. Black and white. Yeah. yeah, black and white. We always we had a black and white TV for, I think, all the time I was living at home. Yeah. Up through the seventies. Our dad was big on electronics. 
uh, <laughs> big on he, TV. <laughs> yeah, he he had he bought TVs regularly, and I guess basically they, you know, broke on a regular basis mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But yeah. he'd uh, fix them. Yeah, he'd send us to him, Fred or somebody. He'd go to Fred Myers and get tubes, and yep. vacuum tubes. Yep, yeah. and put them in in the back <laughs> and right. see if it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even even for me, most of my TVs growing up were black and white. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were. I mean, yeah, it was it was kind of. I mean, there were times that we didn't even have a TV in the house. You know, it's yeah. kind of what weird. about uh, like different programming? I mean, back in the day, radio shows were a, a big deal, right? I mean, not just playing music, but yeah, you know, and it wasn't just news; it was like story, storytelling, yeah, storytelling and, and stuff. And then there's television. I remember growing up as a kid, uh, there was like local Portland. A Ramblin' Rod show. Um, <laughs> Cartoons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, did you guys grow up kind of getting tied to that TV well, and yeah, watching those shows? The morning shows uh, were cartoons, pretty much cartoons. A radio, uh, back, you know, nowadays you've got news radio, you know. You don't right. have disc jockeys playing tunes for most part. Back then they had disc jockeys from the time you woke up in the morning all the way through the afternoon and evening drive. And they would come on and they'd play tunes and talk about different things. There wasn't news radio at all back then. Hmm. Well, there were news broadcasters. Yeah, but they were on the top of the hour or or half past the hour. Mm -hmm. And that was it, except for bulletins, you know. Mm -hmm. And they'd play their music and you'd you'd get used to the DJ on the radio. And you liked him or you didn't. You listened or whatever. But it's all day long. Nowadays, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. What about like the TV shows growing up? You guys wake up, you know, in the morning and want to watch cartoons. I mean, did they even have those like kids shows? Oh yeah, yeah. I love the animated ones like Bugs Bunny and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, I always thought ones like Captain Kangaroo were kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we still watched them sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Duffy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, Duffy, there was yeah. one. I guess called Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. He's, you still yeah, watching that? Yeah, Tom Hanks. Tom <laughs> yeah, Hanks is he, Mr. Rogers. He was a big, oh, yeah, he yeah, was a he big icon. When that. I grew up, I thought he was just an Oregon thing. Like, he was mm-hmm. only here for us, people uh-huh. in Oregon. Uh-huh. And Mr. Rogers' neighborhood was in North Portland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because, the, you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch Saturday morning cartoons. That was our church day. And I didn't understand that aspect of, of uh, you know, getting up on a weekend and, and, and watching cartoons. But I always loved the Warner Brothers stuff. I, I did yeah. I did watch, um, for us, it was Oregon Public Broadcasting uh, and watching Sesame Street and some of those types of shows. Every time I go mm. over to my grandparents, she wouldn't let us watch regular cartoons. So we were watching those. And <laughs> what was the other? Hanna, Hanna-Barbera you know, yeah. uh, Yogi Bear, Flintstones. Yeah, yeah Flintstones. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, I remember some of those things. Uh-huh. Those were so good. Yeah. But growing up watching different TV and and was like movies. Were they a big deal? I mean, I know. I guess theaters have been around for a long time. Yeah. Well, what's, where was that? The, the Devil's the, work. What's the first we, movie we you guys <laughs> saw? <laughs> what, what, do you guys remember the first movie you went and seen in it? Yeah. Uh, the um, what was the name of it? Um, <sighs> You had to wait for uh, it to be invented the, for no. <laughs> <laughs> the nude gun or something like I don't forget the name of it. Uh, it was a, 
It was a takeoff, Lefty Nielsen. Oh, yeah, the naked gun. Naked gun. Naked gun. Was, the nude yeah. gun. <laughs> Closer. Close. Well, oh, yeah. Holy smokes. That, that's, like the t- that's like something I probably almost could have seen. Yeah, almost. So you, you've gone a long time throughout well, your life. Well, I, well, let me tell you, <laughs> the Adventist ghetto. You ever hear the Adventist ghetto? <laughs> I, I grew up in the Adventist ghetto. <laughs> the Adventist ghetto, we'd watch movies, but only with a whole bunch of other people. We'd go to the uh, like uh, to Benton High School. They'd rent their auditorium, yes, and they'd put yes. on movies. Yes, uh, um, I, I, I guess I didn't know that that was a thing throughout the whole the whole Adventist. Community. Well, it was that we kind of did that. Uh, too. You know, it, uh, the the um, uh, Mary uh, Mary Mary Poppins, uh, the lady who played Mary Poppins. She Julie played Andrews. Julie Andrews. She played in in these other films. You know, sound of music. Sound of music. We that's one of the films we saw. You know, and then they had travel logs come. Um, Stan Midgley. Oh yeah, he was famous for having trick photography in his films. He had nature films, and he'd have trick photography. And he'd come to a place like Benson High School, and he'd stand up there and he'd talk about his films while they're being played. And then all of a sudden you see this funny thing happening in the film that he had trick photography. And hmm. so it drew people. And that's what, that's what people did back then. They didn't go to the evil theaters and have popcorn like everybody well, else. In our culture, in mm-hmm. our religion. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's, that's what you did because you met other people and yeah. you said... You know, right. Hi, how are you? And I, da, I, da, da, I've da. sat on a lot of bales of hay and watched movies out in... You know, up against somebody, but it was those were mostly Disney. Our family did try oh, to Disney. keep it Disney because yeah. it was, yeah, know, yeah, that mostly was a clean, bit more acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, except for mm-hmm. you know now Disney or watch the background, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> be doing some shady stuff. Yeah, there. Mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. What, I, what do you, Scott? Do you, just to, for comparison, do you remember what your first movie was? I don't remember exactly. I remember uh, my dad's gonna. Cringe a little bit. I remember wanting to watch The Karate Kid, uh-huh. and we had something that prevented us from making it to the the theater on time. I remember this was a, a Milwaukee uh, theater. Was it, was it Halley time? And it could it could have been Halley time. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. Yeah. Mark probably was in the shower still. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I I remember um, there's a it was. I mean, a lot of my Adventist friends at the time, we'd go every, I want to say, like, fall, like maybe November, October, November, and we'd go and watch the ski movie. And I'm trying to remember, yeah. a very famous guy used to do these documentaries, and they he'd track um, these different skiers, and they'd go from mountain to mountain and get, oh. uh, and I can't remember the name of it now. Maybe producer, yeah. you can look it up. I know what you're talking about. But very Those famous. Were, used ski, to be quite popular. In fact, very popular. And all of my all of my Adventist mm-hmm. friends would like we'd get together and, and go and see this. Um, they had it like Arlington Schnitzer concert hall. I think at one time mm-hmm. it was a it was a huge deal. Oh, now it's bothering me. I should know what that yeah, is. Yeah, maybe too. producer E will be able to figure out what it is. But um, he died a few years back and and hasn't. You know, they haven't. I don't think they've been producing it under his name anymore. But that was that was kind of a big deal to me, and it was sort of like clean yeah. movies, wholesome. Right? Yeah, right? Wholesome right. stuff. Wholesome. Because it, you know, growing up, it, we're relatively conservative Christians, and and you know, you couldn't even go out and watch you know PG thirteen type type movies. It was 
Like just going to the theater right. was a bad thing. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Ethan, um, look up uh, ski documentary author or yeah, uh, director, producer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Do you I, remember your your uh, your first movie? Well, Not that you made, but that <laughs> <laughs> some of it's a little bit foggy back there. But um, one thing that I was thinking of, uh, I don't know the exact time frame, but it was late 70s, early 80s. I don't know. The movie had already been out for a while, but they had a movie, the original, I think it was the original, Star is Born, starring Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Mm. Oh, and I went and saw that. They've now done a remake of that with Lady Gaga and oh, Country Bradley Western. Cooper. Yeah, yeah, Country mm-hmm. Western singer. And uh, anyway, seeing that remake uh, recently, I looked it up, and uh, it brought back a lot of really nice memories for me seeing the original movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking one of the first ones that I can recall and I want to say Trina might have been there, oh, yeah. was Superman. Oh. And I remember one of the scenes, uh, this was Christopher Reeves, and yeah. one of the scenes was he was getting attacked by the big computer, and all the wires were going around his body and yeah, across his face. That was, and, and that freaked me out as a that kid. That was a little bit weird for me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't remember. I think I'm right. I want, I want to say it was E.T., but I... I it's Annie. I think Annie was my first movie mm-hmm. I ever saw. Uh, um, is it was it something Werner Warner? Yeah, that's like, like Warner. Warren Miller. Warren yeah. Miller. Gosh, there it is. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Wow, see, your brain's working just fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, you can't. <laughs> there you bulletproof. go. There you go. Warren Miller. Yep. Yeah. That was, yeah. and that he was like a yearly thing. Work. Yeah, it was a yearly thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, he's got so many of them, and and I remember that it like all the friends we get to get together. Oh, you guys going to watch the Warren Miller special? Yeah. There it is. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I think about the. Thank uh, you the level of action and technology that goes into movies now. Uh, like I was saying, I was watching the bionic uh, movie and, and it's a spinoff of, of TV shows, right? And they right. turned it into a movie and uh, you know, the, the sound effects of the bionic, you know, actions that those two characters were, were doing, yeah. you could hear it. And then they'd slow down the video. <laughs> right. And so it was like supposed to make it seem like, you know, they're jumping walls, but it was in slow motion. Yeah, and it there's was the that. best. <laughs> I loved the bionic woman when I was a kid and, yeah. and the bionic man, I used uh-huh. to watch like, like, um, Oh, what was it? The fall guy. Yeah. The fall guy. And, yep. What, but, what about uh, wonder woman? She was pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, there was some really, uh, you know, the old um, uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, I mean, uh, even uh, I got, I, I want to say, yeah, the Lone Ranger. I got some some Lone Ranger movies yeah. or, or series on DVD. Yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, it's really hard to see clearly because it's really old footage. Yeah. But that was, a, that was a kind of a big deal when I was a little kid. These were, of course, reruns at the time. Hmm, uh, Kimasabi. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and and the, some of those old, um, you know, westerns that they would play. Yeah. I think yeah. wasn't, I, I thought westerns were more of a big deal way back when you guys were kids than it the, has been. Oh, now. they used to make, I mean, if I am correct, back then, if whatever movies that were made, there were like, if 
the main popular movies, if there were four of those, there was two or three westerns coming out. I mean, yeah. westerns were a big deal. Westerns were huge from the 30s on up through the 50s into the early part of the 60s. Yeah. And then they started yeah. going away eventually by 1970. There was hardly any westerns. Yeah. Well, my- Dave can tell me. I'm going to tell you guys who what Western was my favorite. Yep. It happens to be my favorite, too. <laughs> Can you guys uh, take a guess? <laughs> uh, Mel Brooks. Oh. Oh. Brooks. Blazing, Bla- Saddles. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, there's an educational film. Yeah. So you, you guys seen that film, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm sorry if I already said this before on another show or not, but <clears throat> Tony and I were, were at our Adventist private school <laughs> we and good and my daughter's out of here um the we were like sergeant at arms they have and we were in eighth grade so we got to we got to um pick some help pick out the stuff that we're the eighth grade class is going to do so we had to pick out a movie for the eighth grade class to to listen to or to watch one day because we we're going to watch a movie that day and so Tony and I picked our favorite, <laughs> the unfucking edited version of Blazing Saddles. Of course, <laughs> the N word, the F word, the all of the above words. Uh-huh. Uh, pardon me, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, oh my goodness! And they played it all. Uh, really, really? boy, a different time. Did. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. It's so funny that I feel they did it. They're the mm-hmm. adults, but. There's some things that I did as a kid that I feel bad about, you know, you know that you can't go and say I apologize, so I don't feel bad. But no. now I'm like, oh, I can't believe I did that. what I did. <laughs> but but I feel bad about that. But we gave it to an adult, and they pushed play, and they and I can't believe that one of those kids didn't go to go back home and go. <laughs> Move over, buddy. And then the kid, the mother out goes, out of my way. Yeah, yeah, out of my. That's what it is. And. And then their parents go, where'd you hear that? Mm-hmm. What do you mean mm-hmm. about your private school? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It would have been a devastating. Yeah. I, I've, I've watched that movie uh, once uh, recently. And it, as soon as you hit play, it's like you can remember all of the lines. They come you right sure back can. to you. And it's, I, I don't think I could watch it with somebody else that hasn't seen it or... Mm-hmm. Because I I will be annoying because I know three quarters of the movie I'll be like no 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 Betty and I with it I have a copy of it on DVD and Betty and I put it in one day to watch it it's not near as funny as it once was well it, to me what's funny about it is is it way back in that that time period I mean it, it's a it's parody and and yes. they're they're making fun of westerns and right. and the the people who uh, would live off the land and and would be cowboys they're making fun of those those and white people making, in fact they're making know? fun of, of racism yeah, yeah by know. being racist and showing how yeah. ridiculous yeah. Mm-hmm. you know and so it it, it so I, I there's more to it than, and and how about this I'm also the guy that thinks that you should be able to say whatever you want to say get over it everybody makes mm-hmm. music that says every word that there is uh, you know it's it's and then don't watch it if you don't like it it's okay yeah. i've been in the we've all been mm-hmm. in the life raised of you can't do or watch certain things right and, yeah and if you can watch certain things and it has to be from this time to this time 
you know, I don't know. It's well, I, you can definitely appreciate parts of what was allowed uh, at that time yeah, and, yeah. and how times, you know, the culture kind of changes right. to, to what's acceptable. And, uh, you know, movies these days, they, they're pretty crazy. I mean, the, I, for me, it's the amount of, like, sexuality and violence that you see in movies today. What? It's not even close to what oh, it used to be. No, hold on now. I could be wrong. I could be wrong here. But I swear it used to be almost like um you know you have a you have, what's it called when you get a a script for a movie. Mm-hmm. And or and but there's 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 like a a checklist of what you need in all movies like in the 80s. I swear Every movie had to have breasts, at least. I mean, just like what, even the National Lampoons. I mean, there had to be boobs in it. I mean, almost every movie had to be something, it seemed like. And now there's like, there's, there's no nudity. <laughs> I, it's, Amy must have turned on the parental yeah. protections on well, your account. That, that's not fair. <laughs> I'm being funny, but, <sighs> but you know, like, like I'll, I'll ask my wife. She goes, hey, do you want to watch blah, 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 blah? I go, I haven't heard of it. And, she, and I go, is there nudity involved? And she's like, well, no. I go, like, ah, we're good. <laughs> you know, if there's nudity involved, well, then maybe, you know. I think that's how she got me to watch what was that Game of Thrones. She goes, "What? There's nudity in it." I'm like, "I'll watch it. I'll try it out." I guess there was a lot. And then, and then they're, they're like, "I'm watching like like at six in the morning. What are you doing still up? Game of Thrones?" <laughs> and my fingers on the reverse button. And I'm like, "Whoops!" So funny. I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm that, the whole first episode. I think there was a lot of nudity. I was shocked, yeah. but yeah. I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I feel that there's like a lot less exposure i don't know i see a lot more i will say this i'll see a lot more dudes and you know mm-hmm. these days in well, movies a lot more graphic violence nowadays because yeah. you know i will tell you this that there's been times that i my wife had said that there's been nudity and it was dudes i'm like <laughs> dang it it used to be a 98 percent chance that it wouldn't happen yeah, <laughs> no, yeah that's but, changed a little bit but you're right about that there is a lot of violence and mm. that that's in fact that's mm-hmm. like the big one right there. I like yeah, I enjoyed the war movies, but I didn't enjoy graphic violence war movies. Right. Where everything was just literally torn apart. Did you see Saving Private Ryan? I haven't seen Private Ryan. Yeah, it's that because one's, of that. That one's yeah. I mean it's a fantastic you, you movie. Think about Sorry, it. but they saved him. Well, <laughs> I'm not trying to ruin well, it. Uh, <laughs> but you think about real life and real life storming the beach and having the Germans shoot you mm-hmm. immediately. Right. Before you even get out of the boat, sometimes, and and it's blood everywhere, and you hear these veterans talk about it, and you can kind of imagine what it's like if you just try to attempt to put your mind in that. Yeah, aspect. but yeah, it's, it's so scary. horrible. Well, yeah, you're right. Just imagining it is horrible, right? It's horrible, for, and it's not even nothing compared to what they did had to go through. Yeah, uh, for me, what kind of made it more real was back in the day when you guys were young. We played paintball on oh. various occasions. And I can remember, <laughs> remember hiding behind a tree and then getting shot with a paintball right in the head. And I thought, wait a minute, if that was real, I'd be dead right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so paintball made it pretty real for me. I thought, you know, I've never been in a war, but I thought, how horrible is war really? It sucks. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm a gun guy, but I promise you this. I never, ever, ever, ever ever want to have to even use it up that yeah. way ever mm-hmm. i i do like to shoot the heck out of a target you know but mm-hmm. you know they are there for a what if and a yeah. you know a situation but it's i 
believe it or not, and I know there's everybody's different, and I'm not even faulting the person. So we need some of these people that are like, they step inside, they're dead. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't. I'm not like looking for that. Oppor- I'm not looking for an opportunity to use them. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking just of that, just in case. Speaking of that paintball experience, you yeah. know, we used to go out to my grandparents' property. Yeah, it's like 13 <laughs> acres of of uh, mm-hmm. land, and then there's National Forest Service land right next to it. And uh, we used to love paintballing. Yeah. And one of the things that I recall the most is just the anxiety, the fear of getting hit by a paintball. Yeah. You know, they it, they weren't. I mean, they did not feel good. They did hurt. Yeah. I, especially I mean, walking I remember the first time you came out, Dave. Especially well, you, walking you around remember, with a T-shirt on. Yeah. Remember the time Dave came about out about <laughs> half drunk? Yeah. Said, hit it. Hit me. Hit me. Yeah. Oh, we hit him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I just told my wife about that just the other day. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it was terrible. Well, Dave came those out. Are some of those days I feel bad. Well, Dave came out, and he had never paintballed with us before. Mm. And... Uh, and he wanted to know what it, what it felt oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to get hit first yeah, before he, I started, just so I get it over with. Yeah, and he quickly realized how bad it, it hurt. He was well, a pretty picture. Well, <laughs> yeah. it, it, he, he, uh, well, I was going to say, if you could see Terry's shirt, but mm-hmm. Terry's wearing a very, what do you, what do you call that, plum? Plum. Very yeah. plum. plum. Yes, plum shirt. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, you, we left uh, going home with, purple and yellow marks probably about the size of silver dollars mm-hmm. and i'm talking all over your body mm-hmm. i mean it hit you hard enough to through through layers of clothing that um, yeah. um i mean it was serious i mean it, it, it you felt it no doubt mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so if somebody was to cry when they got hit i would get it <laughs> i would yeah. um, it was a lot of fun those are i mean those are good memories of you know playing running around in forest yeah. you know trying to mm-hmm. shoot each other oh. but i think we quickly realized that there are certain like protective equipment that we would buy you know a, a cup was one of them um i think <laughs> yeah. I, mark didn't you you bought like a catcher's like vest or something yeah i did oh <laughs> for that's the smart. chest yeah mm-hmm. it worked yeah i bet mm-hmm. oh that's smart well, it's funny because then, you know, the next thing was airsoft. So mm-hmm. I had a couple of buddies that went out and, you know, cheap stuff is fine by me and had some cheaper stuff. And we went out to go, you know, paintball or airsofting. And it was like it was at night. So, you know, I it was pretty awesome having my little little light that's on my regular gun. I took it off, put it on my gun and and I sat there and wait for a noise. I heard a noise. I pop up, turn my light, saw somebody hit him, and then I duck. <laughs> and but anyways, it was a lot of fun. But but so then then I went and said, oh well, that is fun. So I went and go went and got a little a new one. I'd go get a good one. Oh. So so I went the one that I had. You know, you could shoot it in a cardboard box, and a couple of them would stick in. You know, to the some of them bounce off the cardboard. Some would stick into the cardboard. I think some of them might go through the cardboard with the one I had. This one here, it goes through the cardboard, goes through the back of the cardboard, bounced all over the garage. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm ready to play, and nobody would play. Yeah. But, you know, like, like back in the day, you know, having the stuff that we had, mm-hmm. you know, it actually made it, I think, kind of funner in a sense mm-hmm. of not everything is just high tech. Everybody's gun had to, you have to be specific to what it can, its capabilities. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it was, it was neat. Paintballs were a lot harder to hit, to, to shoot straight. You know. Sure was, yeah. but man, we had a good time though, which was what it was all about. Yeah, that's for sure. Really, <laughs> yeah. Producer E is trying to get me to talk about my calf. Um, 
you know, we that the BB? That, that yeah, that high powered um, uh, gun that you you know your airsoft gun. It reminds me of getting shot in the leg by my cousin. We used to, I used to shoot BB guns all the time and just had a good time with them. And and uh, I remember one day my cousin, we were out shooting, and um, I don't know. We, I think uh, I want to say that, that it was like he was done shooting, and it was like time for me to get my my BB gun back. And and so he was like kidding around and um, like pointing it at me, and I was like. I didn't want to get shot. You know, that's kind of against the rules. You don't point guns at people. Right. And um, anyway, and so I'm running away. He, he kind of chases me around a tree, and the, the gun is pointed down to the ground. Well, as as he comes around the tree, he accidentally pulls the trigger. Of course he does. Of he course. Finger on the trigger. He had this finger on the trigger the whole time. <laughs> anyway, and it hit my, uh, my left calf, and I was wearing, like, sweatpants at the time. And I felt like the BB went... And like bounced around inside the uh, between my my skin and the in the uh, the sweatpants, and you know I had a little uh, bloody mark on my calf, and you know it didn't seem like that huge of a deal. I was pissed at him, of course. It wasn't until that healed up that I realized that it wasn't bouncing around between my skin and and the. Uh, the sweatpants. It was actually embedded in my leg, mm-hmm. and to this day, <laughs> you can still feel it in my calf. It's still there. It's still there. Right? Oh, wow. It's it's shifted away from where the scar is, <laughs> well, but it's still there. How far under the skin? Well, you know, everybody's yeah. pranking everybody these days. I'm going to go get. I, this is a perfect ex- reason to do it. They have like these 1,500 pound magnets. You know, that you could, like, drag in rivers and pull up, you know, tanks. I'm going to walk by your dad's leg. Oh, man, you're going to extract my BB. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and I could do it from two feet away. It's going to get, you're going to get unshot. Yeah, well, you know, I've I've asked the doctors, you know, when I've gone in for, like. They're like, eh. Yeah, they're like, yeah, it's if it's, it hasn't been a problem yet, it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, it's still in there. I've never wow. had any issues with it. Other than, <laughs> you know, when airport security wands me. And I go, what's this? Uh, oh, well. Man, I've been shot, man. Yeah, I've been shot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the funds. I had to leave it in. It's over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you should see the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've had hard times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, guys, uh, what do we say? You want to close out the show? I think that's good. Yeah. Sure. It's been fantastic having yeah, you guys. It has been great. Yeah. I'd, yep. I'd love to Thank have you guys back again. And you know, eventually, you know. We'll try to think of another social redeeming subject. To bring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can think of some more stories before you forget them. Well, yeah. I, will, I, will, I will tell you this. I, this, is, this is way down the line, but I still have to say it just because it's a thought that, you know, I, Scott and I are probably going to be still be you know doing our podcast a couple of years from now, and if we don't ever do a podcast you know at a brother's camp out, we definitely need to do one at, mm-hmm. at the fiftieth for sure. Yeah, that'd I mean, be fun. I, I and because you got to get all you guys in there, and and because you guys are a, a riot. You guys are good people, good people to have around, mm-hmm. good father figures. Believe it or not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least take boys. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. Well, thanks again for being on the show, guys. Yeah, uh, thanks for inviting us. Yeah, um, thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah it's been fun. Yeah, thanks. Okay. All right, uh, those of you listening, if you don't mind, um, share this podcast with others. We'd appreciate that. You can always send us voicemail on anchor.fm or uh, send us an email at mailbag at nevertoserious.com. Thanks again to producer Ethan for uh, running the audio today. Uh, We appreciate you. 
<laughs> no, actually, we do. You will come for sure. <laughs> one of these days, we'll pay you. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Promise some stuff, especially <laughs> you know. All right. Well, un- until we uh, see you next time, take care. And be safe.